What smells like shoe polish? Be quiet. We have a promo to do. I'm Jeff Ferry, and this is my hetero podcast mate, Chris Durkotch. We are the hosts of the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We break down the Kevin Smith films featuring Jay and Silent Bob one minute at a time, starting with Clerks. I have a hockey game at 12. Chris, please. So if you've ever worked a dead-end job behind the counter discussing Star Wars while slinging coffee, nudie mags, and cigarettes... Cancer merchant! Cancer merchant! Settle down! Or if you ever leaned outside a convenience store, secretly hated all your customers, or closed your place of business to attend a funeral, you should join us at Jay and Silent Bob Minute on DuelingGenre.com as we discuss the milkmaids, berserkers, and the significance of the number 37. In a row? Come for the clerks and stay for the rest of the Jay and Silent Bob Minute fun. Right, Chris? I'm not even supposed to be here today. Dueling Genre Welcome back to another Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And with a belly full of eyeball soup, we have Pete <laughs> Mummert from Indiana Jones Minute. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry for these bad oh, I love Indiana these. Jones no, puns. coming. <laughs> I feel bad for our other guests because you're the only show that I've done this for. <laughs> But today we are knocking out minute 84, which mm. begins with Diana Lewis preparing Rocky for the interview. And it ends with Diana Lewis asking if other fighters pound meat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do they? <laughs> I'm down, Diana. <laughs> so she's walking down the uh, down the meat locker with Rocky, telling him what she's going to ask in the interview. Uh-huh. She's kind of throwing a lot at him at, at like one time. I, I was getting overwhelmed trying to take notes on it. Tell them to relax. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Talk to the folks at home. They really want to know. Uh, she asks the cameraman if they're ready, and she she gives no Rocky no time to prepare anything. It's just like, boom, right into it. Mm-hmm. But I love how his immediate response is like so childlike and vulnerable, but yeah. it's so likable where he's just like, just don't take no cheap shots, you know? Yeah. It's like, you just you can't help but love this guy. Like Everything yeah. about him is just so lovable. Fresh in his mind is the other interview he did. Um, where yeah, those reporters yeah. were taking cheap shots at him. Yeah, yeah. You use the word childlike, and we use it so much, too, to describe him because he is. Everything he does, like, he's just adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does that, yeah. how does anybody not like Rocky? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. I mean, dislike the movie if you want, but you can't not like the character. It's Rocky. And just like he, he kind of opens himself up to the universe, and the universe kind of gives back. Like, it's just... It's a it's a really wonderful story. Like I don't always I don't always buy it, mm-hmm. but, you know. But I think it's a, an amazing transformation that takes place in this movie. Well, the first part of the movie it was nothing but beatdown after beatdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the, the the moment that kicked it off was the kiss with Adrian? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Changed that, everything. Right from there, yeah. everything started going right for him. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, great story. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anything ever, do you guys know if anything ever happened like this in real life? Like if there was ever like a big time fighter who said, hey, I'm going to pick a nobody out of the phone book and fight this guy. Or is this, is this a, just a completely made up thing? The basis for the the character Rocky was off of uh, a fighter named Chuck Wepner, uh-huh. who coincidentally is from uh, Bayonne, New Jersey, our stomping ground. Okay. The Bayonne Bleeder. Have you ever been to Bayonne? <laughs> Yes, I've been to Bayonne. Okay. Sorry, you just said it's our stomping ground. I think I've been to like, <laughs> well, New Jersey. Yeah. 
Okay. Same New Jersey's big. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but he wasn't exactly picked out of a phone book. He was a contender. Uh-huh. Uh, I think um, Mike Kunda, our former guest and the, the guy that does that Philly tour, is uh, he's writing a book about Chuck Webner, and uh, I think he said he was the eighth contender. Okay. At the time. Okay. But Ali, much like Apollo Creed in this movie, insisted on having a white fighter. Uh huh. So. Chuck Wepner was was the guy, and Chuck Wepner did something that nobody ever did against Ali. Was lasted until the last round before he got knocked out. Huh. Uh, he knocked Ali down for the first time in his career. So, so a lot of things from Rocky's character were gleaned from Chuck Wepner. I think uh-huh. Mike even said he was he was uh, an enforcer for the Jersey Mob at that time too. Oh, really? Oh wow! Uh, so a lot of a lot of the background might have been taken from there. Uh-huh. I don't know that he was a, a sweet, just childlike guy like Rocky is. I don't, I don't uh-huh. think, uh-huh. you know, I don't think it goes that deep. But not if he was working for the mafia. <laughs> I mean, oh, Rocky's, Rocky's working too? for the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, like when he's walking in there and she's giving him the pep talk. Like I love you can see where he wrote Italian stallion with a sharpie on the back of his yeah. sweat his sweatshirt. <laughs> I love it's that. faded. Yeah, it is. That is great. Like, yeah, so his, I, I guess I guess because it's faded, he, he must have written that before Apollo Creed called. Like, I guess oh, he's maybe. been, yeah, he's been the Italian stallion forever. <laughs> it's it's his brand, you know. He, he wants to, <laughs> he wants to show his roots. He in his first fight of the movie after um you know gets headbutted by Spider Rico, uh-huh. he walks into the locker room and throws on like a pink terry cloth bathrobe with italian stallion written on the back oh that's like right that's right yeah. white tape or something <laughs> i was reading about that though did we discuss about how why it was pink no oh you know, why this, it was pink? i read this after the fact i read i actually read something that it was white and <laughs> <laughs> no, it was white and uh red socks prior to filming or prior to filming that scene or whatever they washed it in something and there was re- something red in the thing it turned it pink and they didn't have enough money to buy another one so they just used the pink one i read that after we had, i wish i had read that prior to that thing but yeah that is fantastic yeah i love that hey, again that's one of those things yeah yeah one of those accidents that makes it into the movie and it's just charming yeah 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 it's interesting though that that uh diana lewis does seem like she's genuinely being kind to rocky like yeah. I, I don't know if she's taking him to heart about not taking cheap shots or if she's just a kind person but she kind of you know puts her arm around him and she kind of seems like she sort of shepherds him through this interview which i don't think a lot of interviewers would have done yeah i noticed that also that she's literally walking him through the meat locker with her hand on his back and then his shoulder then she kind of gives him that goon hand where she grabs the back of his arm (laughs) (laughs) it's again it's like he's a child Mm -hmm. like she's she's walking him through yeah yeah and then boom she goes right into the interview yeah and the uh, the guy that says, "Hey, the meat guy's sticking his face in," <laughs> is director John Avelson's voice saying that the meat guy. Hey, Paulie's fascinating. Like he's this weird mix of like cute and hideous and repulsive. Like I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like but- a chihuahua. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nothing. Should I say pug? I don't. I would say a pug, but that's. That hits Jay where it hurts. Oh, I used to have Pug when I was little. Yeah, Pugs are too lovable, I think. Uh, I love them. Right, Chihuahuas are repulsive. <laughs> Nobody likes Chihuahuas. Sorry to all our Chihuahua lovers oh, out there. Every, every 
Goddamn episode. We have to insult somebody. <laughs> Always apologizing for stuff. Right now, there's a Philadelphia loving Chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just gave up on us. Chicken ass. Chicken ass. <laughs> Dichotomy lovers. <laughs> she's like, she's, she just was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Once a reporter starts talking, it cuts to the interview being shown on a TV. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Because I, I have like um, bookmarked all bunch of Rocky pages and stuff that have different stuff on it that I go back to when I'm looking for something or whatever. And um, like this whole, you know, all these sites here is like 15, 20 sites, but Rocky stuff on there. But from our from our uh, episode with Jake or whatever, look at the second thing on here is, is cheesecake menu. <laughs> <laughs> In your Rocky folder. <laughs> My Rocky folder is cheesecake menu. <laughs> He's going to love that. <laughs> Shout out to Dark Knight Minute. <laughs> so in the room where the TV is, there's a voice mumbling in the background. Mm-hmm. As Diana Lewis does her introduction by saying Rocky has an unusual method of training. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a very, very sexy Duke sitting there watching the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Shirt unbuttoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chain. Pete, do you ever wear a button-up shirt with, with no undershirt underneath it? Never. Never. I wear an undershirt always, every, 100% of the time. Really? Yeah. What if you're wearing a T-shirt? Undershirt under it? Yeah, I can I can, I can. can sometimes get by with just a T-shirt. But sometimes I'll wear an undershirt under a T-shirt. No kidding. I went through a phase where I wore undershirts under my T-shirts a lot. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's cold here, though. I mean, it's not cold, but it's chilly. It never gets hot here. So Two T-shirts keeps you warm? Yeah, two t-shirts is better than one a lot of times here. You layer. It keeps you warm, but not Yeah, uh, not boiling hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. I can picture you like walking outside with a t-shirt and be like, God, shit. <laughs> putting on another t-shirt. You're like, that's better. <laughs> that's actually exactly how it happens. <laughs> You're much better. <laughs> not, not a light coat or a sweatshirt or even a long sleeve t-shirt. Just another t-shirt. <laughs> It's toasty now. (laughs) (laughs) So Duke's sitting there, button-up shirt, wide open, no undershirt, the chain around his neck, sitting there in in just the sexiest pose you can imagine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. watching the TV. Uh She asked Rocky how he came to train in an icebox. And another, like, lovable Rocky childlike moment. My friend, the guy over there, he, like, turns away from the camera and points at Paulie behind the meat. <laughs> he let me in one day. I hit the beef, and I kind of liked it. He says since he became a challenger, the owner, owner doesn't mind either, which I think is hardly a commercial for the business. <laughs> you know? Like, the guy who owns that place is trying to sell that meat. Yeah. And people are watching saying, this guy is sticking his filthy hands, mm-hmm. breaking the ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not buying shit from this guy. And then, like, his hands are then covered with blood from the meat afterwards. It's just, yeah. Yeah. E. coli everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, my, when I was a kid, we lived in a town, and the primary industry there was a meat packing plant. And I remember my dad went to visit one time. Like, he, he uh, went to visit a friend that worked there. And there, they actually killed the cows, too. And mm-hmm. I remember we, we didn't eat meat for, like, three months after that. Because of that? Because of that, Yeah. Well, the town here in New Jersey where me and Jay work and grew up, they have it, – it's an abattoir. It's a meat house kind of like this. But, again, they also bring in the animals to slaughter on site. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the livestock truck would back right up to the gate. Mm-hmm. Goats, 
pigs, chickens, cows, you know, you name it. We've, we've, we've actually, uh, there was a, a breakout one night, a bunch of goats got out. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> I was working that night and I'm, I'm kind of like standing there looking at the goats saying, saying, this is your opportunity. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, they're kind of just standing around the gate of the abattoir eating the grass. <laughs> you dumb assholes. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, they killed them there. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Wait, what? Do, what do they? What do? You, what happens with goat meat? I don't know. I don't. I have it's like no cat idea. food or dog food or something. Or is it? We're goats. Goats are. Goats are not poultry, for sure. <laughs> Jeez, googling it, goat meat. I mean, goat cheese is good, but you need him alive for that. They also had a rabbi that would come in and bless the meat to make it kosher. Oh, okay. Really. Mm-hmm. And a guy that we worked with used to get used to buy his meat there, and mm-hmm. being that he knew, uh, all right, should I? Um, no, never mind. Anyway, so the guy would give it to our coworker as uh, you know at, at a, a way well below market price. Uh-huh. So he used to go there, kind of like Rocky does with Paulie, chops yeah. the meat right off the uh, the steak right there, wraps it up, and gives it to him. Yeah, is Polly is that just a gift from Polly? Like, is that an, another way to try to ingratiate himself, or is Rocky paying for that? I doubt Rocky's paying for that. Yeah, I gotta do too. I, I never heard of people eating goats until we just talked about it. Now, yeah. oh yeah, did you look yeah. it up? Do people eat goats? Yeah, goat meat from adults is often called chevan and cabrito or capretto. Oh, it's gamey. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a staple in Africa, Asia, Asia, South Central America. And it's a delicacy in a few European cuisines. Oh. Very less commonplace in America, Canada. It's savory and less sweet than beef. Why are we talking about this? We there's no goats in Rocky. It's because you put up the abattoir. <laughs> Talk about the goats that had their opportunity to flee and didn't seize it. It has a strong gamey flavor. <laughs> okay. But the taste can also be mild depending on how it's raised and prepared. Mm. Huh? So I guess if it's raised in the well, right house and they take care of it, uh, you know, lambs—they're they're little goats, right? Aren't they <clears> baby goats? Am I wrong about that? What's a lamb? That—that's <laughs> that, a baby goat. That's a sheep. That's oh, a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you thought a lamb was a baby goat? <laughs> oh man! But I've eaten—I've <laughs> eaten lamb before. Lamb's delicious. No, lamb's great. Yeah, lamb's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I can't get anything right today. I just looked up best goat meat near my neighborhood, and there are lots and lots of little markets that have it, apparently. Really? Yeah, I might have to do an experiment. I'll report back. Yeah, please do. Check in on Mighty Mix. I see that you just requested to join our, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our page. If, uh, if anybody listening has any tales of goat eating goats, please. Yeah, let us know what goat meat is like. What it tastes yeah. like. Okay. All right. So Diana Lewis asks if it's a common training method. She says, do other fighters pound raw meat? Well, (laughs) as promised, (laughs) I uh, was Googling to see if if this is a common thing, if it's ever been done or whatever. So I Googled punching meat Mm -hmm. and the Urban Dictionary definition for meat punch came up. Have you ever <laughs> have you know what a meat punch is? I'm scared to ask. Yeah, you should be. Urban Dictionary. So, <laughs> it's like the Wikipedia of dictionary.com. So, like I said, I put in punching meat. 
and this is the first thing that came up, Meat Punch Urban Dictionary. You ready for this? A meat punch is a punch that prior to <laughs> I laughed about about this for about a half hour today. So it's a punch that prior to one must rub their entire hand in the crevice between their balls and their leg. Wait, wait, that says, that says, and I'm not making this up, it says in parentheses, wait, in parentheses, most effective after a thorough workout. <laughs> most effective after a thorough workout, it says in the definition. And then it goes on to say, the, a meat punch is also called a tuna slap. <laughs> wait, wait. Tuna slap. Hold on. The Belgian greeting. <laughs> and, and, and grandpa's whistle. <laughs> if you want to if you want to use it a sentence, the sentence is Uncle Gary doles out a mean meat punch. <laughs> Uncle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, that man. is a- <laughs> I have an Uncle Gary, and he is the kind of guy that would give you a meat punch. <laughs> oh, man. You can't find this kind of toilet humor anywhere else, folks. <laughs> oh. I'm definitely adding this one to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the Indiana Jones Minute, you guys are consummate professionals. <laughs> over, here, over here at Rocky Minute, we're a bunch of middle schoolers. Can we end on meat punch? Yeah, man. all right since yesterday uh i forgot everything i knew about indiana jones minute so can you uh remind me (laughs) yeah you can come listen to us do the same thing that doug and jay do here with rocky you can just come to indiana jones minute.com or find us wherever you found this itunes overcast google play whatever nice nice and uh you're cool with coming back for one more minute Mm. oh definitely all right we are on Twitter at Rocky Minute, our Facebook listeners page, Mighty Mix, and DuelingGenre.com is our host website run by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez, uh, two hardworking individuals who um, put together this little empire of podcasts. So go check it out. There's a lot to listen to. He's the hardest working guy in podcast land, I think. Scott? Yeah, Scott. Absolutely. He yeah. sure is. We told him back, uh, we had him on for minutes um, like six through 10, very early on. Uh-huh. And I told him back then, I don't know how he keeps so many balls in the air, but since then he's added more balls to that juggling act he's doing. I really don't know how he does it. See, that came across completely differently after hearing about meat punches. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> check back tomorrow for another brand new episode of the Rocky Minute. <laughs> <laughs>